Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. How we living this morning? Hey, Duval, how's 5-2 and two feel? And I got to say, that's not just an ordinary 5-2 and two either. That is a different kind of 5-2. and two. So let me ask you once again, how does 5-2 and two feel? How does first place feel? Pretty damn good, right? Pretty damn great, I bet. Well, y'all should send a big warm thank you over to my guy, Foster Moreau. Because he's a pretty big reason why you're all 5-2 and two right now and feeling yourselves. And listen, I want to be so clear about this. This is not a dude I want to pile on. This dude has been to hell and back this year. And I'm not even talking about last night. I'm not even talking about football. I couldn't be talking about anything further from football. This dude showed up, for those of you who do not know, he showed up for a routine physical on his free agent visit to New Orleans back in March. He winds up being diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm talking about this past March. I'm talking about only seven months ago, the man was diagnosed with cancer. Three months ago in July, he announced that it was in full remission. And now this guy's out there playing pro football pretty much like nothing ever happened. It's amazing. It's inspiring. It's actually remarkable. But damn, man, that drop was brutal. That had to be one of the most painful game-deciding drops ever. I mean, say whatever you want about emotional Derek Carr. And emotional Derek really was up in his feelings out there last night. And he also looked utterly lost at times. But with that game on the line, I will say this. Emotional Derek put that ball right on the money. And my guy, Moreau, could not have been any more wide open than he was. Total breakdown defensively. My man was wide ass open. Right there. And he just butterfingered it. You know, I always say it's never about one play. It's never about one play except in those times where it's about one play. And unfortunately, this was one of those times. And you don't even have to take that from me. You could take it from poor Foster, man. My man was devastated, dejected, despondent, downright disconsolate after the game. In front of every man, woman, and child I've ever I've ever known, you know, um, it's a it's a you know it's a it's a dark place to be. It's the National Football League. Um, it doesn't come down to one play, but it comes down to one play. Um, the team fought. The team fought as hard as, as we did, and um, it's just unacceptable. It's just oh, dude. Now I feel so much worse for even acknowledging it, much less calling him out for it. I mean, he's not wrong. It doesn't come down to one play, but it comes down to one play. And it was unacceptable. And, man, I, I hate to say or use the word pathetic, but he did. That, that line about, I did it in front of every man, woman, and child that I've ever known? My dude. Every man, woman, and child I've ever, I've ever known. My dude. You beat cancer, remember? This was just a drop. Granted, a pretty terrible drop. 
An unacceptable, pathetic drop. Your words, not mine. But just a drop, my brother. I mean, a massive drop. Brother. But what an awesome dude. Absolutely hate to see it. You may have lost that game, but dude, you won something so much bigger than that game. Well, especially that game. My guy, allow yourself some grace. Allow yourself some grace, dude. Man, he took that hard. As for the Jags, that was a massive win for the Jags. The Jags looked like they had it under control. Then they lost control. Then they got the lead back. Then they got the gift of, well, that drop. But Jacksonville will take that dub any way they can get it because these dudes have got to be utterly gassed at this point. The Jags have played four football games in 19 days. Two of them in London. Four games in three different cities on two different continents in 19 days. And they won all four of those games. How the hell do you even put that team in that position? Much less expect them to win all four games. And they did. The question is, how did they do it? How did they do it? Here's my guy, Foy Alulikin, summing up the last 19 days. Hell, not even three weeks. The last 19 days as only Foy can. We're all about the boys, man. It's gritty, not pretty, whatever it looks like. We got to find a way to grind it out. You know, that's who we are as a team. You know, we're not no Hollywood people. We are, we're going to find a way each and every week. And we learn earlier in the year we can't just come out and roll out and win. We got to bring that energy every day in practice. So 19 days, we went to London, got closer to the team. Very hard to play over there, not your facilities and stuff. So we got closer to the team and said everything we do is going to be for the boys, regardless of what we feel like, put everything on the line for the team. And it's been working out for us. Foyer. Man, my man is so good. He nailed that. He was just spitting Rapid fire gem takes. It's gritty, not pretty. We're not no Hollywood people. We're going to find a way each and every week. Everything we do is going to be for the boys, regardless of what we feel like. You know what that is? That's a play on the standard is the standard, regardless of feelings. We're going to, I mean, that, that speaks to the chemistry of that team and how much those guys love each other. Everything is going to be for the boys, regardless of what we feel like. I mean, just straight lava from one of the most underrated players and dudes in the entire league, who now, after last night, also leads the entire league in tackles. Foyer is exactly right. It was gritty and not pretty. But the vibes coming off this team are absolutely immaculate right now. I love it. Unlike the vibes coming off emotional Derek Carr. Derek Carr was not just emotional last night. He was full-on red-assed out there. He was so emotional that he even admitted after the game that he was so emotional and that he has to be less emotional when he's on the field. I've been showing my emotion a little bit too much on, on my sleeve, you know, like uh, I, I kind of got to chill out, you know, and that's me holding myself accountable because that's not going to help anything. And so just trying to be a – calming influence in those moments, especially when it's been a couple of times it's happened, that heightened frustration. I, I could do a better job as a leader to calm everybody down. Well, I don't know, dude. I think that when you're in the huddle and guys look over at you and you're crying, I think that does a really good job of calming everybody down. Guy liner streaming down your face, crying, 
Nothing settles people down like that. Quote, a couple of times it's happened. I mean, like when? When have you ever gotten emotional, my dude? Oh, yeah, right. That one time you cried on the podium. That one time that the big head will not ever let any of us forget and keeps bringing up. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like just so we could be there for each other. Practice. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. It's like one of the best movie scenes ever. Alvin, stop it. It's like straight out of a movie. Yeah, that, that's what you want to do. You want to kill a guy who cares. You want to pile on a guy who cares. Anyway, he admitted it. Like, I'm getting, even for me, and Derek's like, even for me, I'm getting too emotional out there. What, you mean you cry more than once a game now? Anyway, I understand why he's frustrated. I understand why he's emotional. Because the Saints are a freaking frustrating team. And frankly, a lot of that's on him. But still, I get it. And he did put that ball right on the money when he had to do it. See, I just don't think this guy trying to fight his nature is going to help. Emotional Derek is going to be emotional. Just like sensitive Andy Dalton is going to be sensitive. Dude, you're like the most emotional player in league history. No one has ever worn it on their sleeve like you do, D. My man, don't try and pull back. Lean into that bleep. If anything, he needs to be more emotional out there. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? That has to be the edge that he's missing. That's what got you there. That's what's kept you there. That's why you are who you are. Don't dial that back. That's the leadership and the tears that this team really needs. They need their quarterback to go full emotional Derek and just cry it out right there on the field. Man, no shame in that. No shame in that. Straight up tears in the huddle and as you're going through your progressions. Maybe if Derek cried last night on the field, Foster might have caught that ball in the end zone. And then the Saints would have won it in overtime, and I would have won the bet, and then I could talk junk to James Kelly. But since he didn't, we'll never know. But I can tell you something. 
that I do know. I could tell you who's not crying right now. Duval! Duval! You never want to end a sentence with a prepositional phrase. Not to get all scholarly on you, but I'm going to. Where's the queen at? Where's Ms. Nika? Why isn't she on hold? And where the hell are the rest of you? Come on now, Jags fans. Now is your moment again. Where are you at? I just did it again. Where are you at? Where are you at? Five and two, four wins, 19 days, two continents. Come on now. How about Trevor Lawrence, man? So this guy's a game-time decision. He's got that knee brace on, and this dude's just running, running, and not running and getting down or running and running out of bounds, running to move the chains, running and taking dudes on. Man, he was something else. However, although he was a game-time decision, clearly Ridley was the no-show. Where was this guy? Was he still in London Did he miss the flight back? Did he have the under on his own receiving yards? Ooh, that was a cheap shot right there. That was a low blow. Did he have the under on his own receiving yards? I don't know whether... I don't know whether or not to compliment myself on that or apologize for that. Probably both. Oh, Saints fan. You going to put a bunch of this on the car... Combo. A car. Car. A car. And a car, Michael. A car. Michael. Let's try that album. Go ahead. A car. Michael. A car. Michael. A car. Michael. A car. Michael. A car. A car, Michael. Get the hashtag bring Dalton hashtag. back trending. I got a better one. Hashtag free Jameis. Oh, dude. Have you seen that video of Jameis and Kamara? Oh, my goodness. Jameis, in all his glory. Anyway, I'd like to think that this particular show is gritty and pretty. Gritty because you clones do nothing to help us. So we have to bust our ass to get to the end of every single day. It's gritty, not pretty. And pretty because, well, how do I put this? Me? Gritty and pretty. 1-800-636-8686. See how Friday is. We do two things on Friday. We always recap TNF. And then we look ahead to the weekend with the big head, James Kelly. That's coming up in hour number three. Get on the phones. Get on the phones. 1-800-636-8686. Yeah, I don't know, Rome. I don't give a damn about last night's game. Fine. Talk about anything you want. Get on the phones. That's why they're there. You, maybe you want to talk about that cheater Jim Harbaugh. Allegedly. I'll tell you what, man. Given his holier-than-thou attitude, this dude continues to step in it, doesn't he? Now they're accused allegedly, reportedly, of cheating. Isn't that a quinky dink? And apparently, this cheating, if it exists, started right around the time they turned things around. 
Another coinky-dink. Hey, my man, I don't know what you did or what you didn't do. I don't know what you knew or what you didn't know, but I know this. They're looking at you again. This time, don't lie. This time, do not lie to investigators. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. Be smart about this, dude. And stop cheating. Just be straight up. Own it. Be honest. We'll get into all that. I've got big head bets, which we will definitely get into. And I did not lead with baseball today. Diamondbacks, still in this thing. And what did I say about the Astros? Don't let them back in. Do not let them back in. You got a boot on that throat. You stomp them out. Do not let them back in. And the Rangers did. How is that not Creed's fault? There she is. I said, where's the queen at? At Nika989. Quote, Jags 5-2. and two. Next tailgate. I'm soaking gummy bears in Everclear. We're not having Al Michaels call our next game with the emotions of a wet sponge. Hashtag Duval. Neeks, you are the absolute best. War soaking gummy bears in Everclear. Hey, why not just soak tenderonies in Everclear, Neeks? You know what? The thing about Al Michaels, understand where I am with Al Michaels. That's my guy. That's my guy. Al and I go way back, and when I needed somebody, Al was there for me. And now every single Thursday, when Al shows up and does that Amazon Prime game, he's getting just roasted on the X. This guy is the best to ever do it. He's the best to ever do it. So I hate to see this, but all of a sudden it's like the X or the internet just decides who they're coming for, and then all of a sudden just the mob piles on. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't get this call wrong. What I am saying is it happens to us all. This is what she's talking about. Lawrence fires. That's caught on the run. Christian Kirk inside the 20. He goes, and Christian Kirk takes the ball all the way to about the one-yard line. They're going to spot it as he thinks he scored the touchdown, and they're going to call it a touchdown now. Actually, they're going to spot it, not on the one, but in the end zone. And you know why he thinks he scored a touchdown? Because he did score a touchdown. But can I tell you something? Al Michaels is the best play-by-play person ever. All class. If you, if you think that I'm going to take a run at Al Michaels, you got the wrong guy, you got the wrong show. I will always have his back even if all of the X is coming for him every Thursday night. Ms. Nika, back-to-back. She's feeling it, and she should. Quote, also, how good has Travis Etienne been? Three straight games with two tutties, freaking fire. Neeks, that's not a surprise. Not to you or anybody else. Dude's a player, man. That's like saying, 
Oh, wow. I didn't know Christian Kirk was fast. He is too, dude. By the way, Neeks, you can do and say whatever the hell you want because you are the queen. Hey there. Let me talk to you for a minute about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is where you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Listen, a crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there is always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. And with so many in-season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall in every single bite of HelloFresh's chef-crafted recipes. Produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can taste. Given my schedule, I absolutely love HelloFresh. I love how fresh it is. I love the options it gives me. And I know that I'm eating well and it tastes incredible. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Roam and use the code 50Roam for 50% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use that code 50Roam and get 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is awesome. In fact, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. We are joined by Cody Barton. Cody, appreciate the visit. Cody, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Cody. Appreciate it. So you're coming off an eight-point win over the Falcons, and as I mentioned, you had an enormous day yourself. What were your biggest takeaways from that win, and then how are you feeling overall about where the team is a little more than a third of the way through the year? Yeah, um... As far as the win goes, you know, it was it was a team win. You know, offense had our back. We had the offenses back. Special teams played great. And it was just, I feel like it was a team win. And, you know, there was a different energy we had out there where guys were just playing fast, having fun with it, and just doing our jobs. And then, I would say as far as we are with the season, you know, there's started out hot. There was a little low we had there. And then I feel like we're picking things back up. And uh, overall, you know, I think we're in a good spot. And, you know, we've learned some challenges that we've had. And um, whether it's a win or loss, we've learned. And I think, you know, we're headed in the right direction. Cody Barton's joining us. You know, use that word energy. I was going to ask you about energy. It's interesting that you said that. I was going to say that you spent the first four years of your career in Seattle. So when you think about Seattle, you think about that Pete Carroll energy, that Pete Carroll vibe. Obviously, you're in a different situation right now where everything is new. How would you describe the energy of a Ron Rivera-led team? The energy is high here. You know, everyone's very professional, but the energy runs high. And, you know, whether it's practice or in the game, you know, it's competitive and you know, there's just, I mean, there's the only word you can really describe with it. That energy is just, you know, it's, it's kind of just floating in the air. Cody Barton's my guest. You know, Cody, it's amazing. I think when I look at your numbers, just the individual numbers, they're climbing every single week. And finally, you had that 15-tackle game against the Falcons. How much more comfortable, I mean, you're making it seem kind of seamless, but how much more comfortable do you feel in Jack Del Rio's system now that you're six games in? And how much more chemistry do you have with your teammates because of that? Yeah, I would say every week I'm becoming more and more comfortable in the system and more and more comfortable with my teammates, and the chemistry there just keeps growing and growing. And um, I mean, there was a lot of time on task in OTAs and training camp, but it's different when it's live bullets. And I feel like every week, um, you know, just as, just as a whole, it's gotten better. We're talking to Cody Barton. Cody, I don't know if you can comment on this, but let me take a shot. I know it's the other side of the ball, but there's been a lot made about how Eric Bieniemy 
how hard he coaches his guys. Now, I want to be transparent about this. I haven't spoken to Biennemi in years, but Cody, I used to have him on this show when he played. And man, I love the guy. I love talking to him back in the day. Can you speak to that? Like, what do you make of the manner in which he communicates his message to his guys? Generally, how do his guys respond to that message? Yeah, I'd say he's passionate. He's very, very passionate in the way he coaches. And the guys respond to it. And, you know, they know, they know him. And there's a respect there. And the coaches respond to it well. You know, he's just very passionate. And the way I see it and the way I see guys respond to it, you know, it, it gets guys going. Get them fired up. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I, I love the guy. I'm not there. I don't play for him. But, you know, a lot of this stuff about, man, he coaches them too hard. He can't. I don't know why he's not a head coach, frankly. But I'm glad to hear you talk about him in that manner. Let me ask you about another coach. I want to talk to you about your college coach, Kyle Whittingham. I spoke to him recently. In fact, Kyle's great. I talked to Kyle a couple times a year. I don't think, even right now, Cody, he gets the national recognition he deserves. Although those who know, know. This guy's a hell of a coach. Now, what's amazing is your family, right? Both your parents were athletes at Utah. You and your brother both played there. Your sister was an athlete there. Like, what's it mean to you to be a Ute and your family overall? Yeah, we take we take a lot of pride in our family of being, you know, Utah Utes. Like you said, my parents played there. Me and my brother played there. We left together to the NFL. My sister was there as a volleyball player. Now she's playing professionally in Japan as a volleyball player. My little brother, who's a true sophomore, is Lander Barton. He actually is there right now. Um, doing his thing. And so there's, there's a whole bunch of us that can just keep going through there. Dude, that's incredible. Like, so what's it like to grow up in a family, not only that athletic, but how competitive would it get within the family? It'd be very competitive. Something down to simple as, you know, who's going to finish their dinner first or who's going to walk the door. You know what I mean? Does any little thing turn into a competition and, um, you know, I'm I'm happy that that's the way we were raised because you know I feel like that's that competitive lifestyle you know has, has helped us to this next level. Cody Barton's joining us. All right, there's another way you were raised. I think. Tell me I'm wrong, but I've got a member of my team here who's got a few heads of cattle. So I'm interested to learn that you're also a rancher when you're not playing football. How big, for instance, is the family's ranch in Utah, and is that something you have to do or something you get to do? Something you get to do. I mean, for, at least for me, because I'm, I'm gone half the year and stuff. But, you know, we got a good-sized ranch out there in Utah. And, uh, you know, we got horses, cattle, chicken, all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's fun, though. It's, when I come home, it's a lot more play for me than actually work. But, you know, just being out there, being able to ride a horse or fish, just, just get out in the middle of nowhere when there's no cell service. It's, it's uh, you know, for me, that's, that's special. Dude, the sun, too, man. Vitamin D, you got to be outside. It's so good for everything. I'm wondering, like, it's fun for you because you don't get to do it half the year. Is it, does it help you stay in shape? Is it part of your off-season program? Is there any benefit to it? Physically, uh, I mean. I, I, guess there, I guess there could be. Yeah, I, I guess there could be. I'll take um, that as a no. Well, I remember this one time we were putting hay, we were loading up hay bales in the field, and my dad was pulling the tractor and, or and pulling the trailer, and, uh, he had us run. He didn't stop the tracking, so he had us run with the hay bales as a workout to get our conditioning in a little bit. I remember that when I was a kid. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could, you could turn really anything to a workout, I guess. It's manual labor. That's it. it. It obviously worked. We're talking to Cody Barton. So it's been kind of a tough year for the Giants, who have just one win, but they did nearly upset the Bills in Buffalo with Terod Taylor, a quarterback. And given you always get everybody's best shot in division, what are you expecting from the Giants offensively Sunday? Yeah, I'm expecting to obviously come out and play hard and be physical and, you know, 
they're going to have, you know, a good first 15 probably. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the rec- I don't look big into records because, I mean, they're professionals too, and, you know, they got good players. And so, you know, this isn't something you, you can't overlook anybody. you got to respect your opponent and, you know, come out there and no matter what the record is and, and just play hard and, you know, do your job and do all the things that you would do versus any other opponent. Cody, one last thought, doubling back to your brother. The fact that both of you are in the NFL is pretty amazing. In fact, that's what I want to ask you. Does it strike you as pretty amazing? Or, like, when you were growing up, did the two of you just kind of compete and work and prepare and expect this to happen and play out the way it is? Or does it kind of blow your mind that you got two kids from the same family, both in the NFL at the same time? I mean, when I hear from other people, they say how special it is. But, I mean, growing up, we've always been on the same teams in every sport and always just, you know, we wanted to go to Utah together and play football there and go to the pro. So, like, for us, it was kind of always a thing we just knew was going to happen. But if you do look at it from a different perspective and take a step back, it really is special you can play in the NFL with your brother. But, I mean, just the way it's always been our whole lives, like, at first it, it just kind of seems normal. You know what I mean? Just because, like, we've always expected that from each other. So, like, when you guys were growing up, was it always love? I mean, like, just – pure unadulterated love or would you beat the crap out of each other at times no I, I, we did not get along growing up we we fought a lot um and plus he was he's always been in a bigger duty offensive lineman so he goes on the other side of the ball and so we've always gone at it our whole life but when we're together we want to kill each other but when we're separate we're always talking on the phone it's all love missing each other I love it, dude. What a great story. Cody Barton, member of the Commanders. They are 3-3. Three and three. He's got a team-high 59 tackles. And coming off that enormous game against the Falcons, next up the Giants. Cody, it's been a while since you and I talked. It's great to get caught up. Appreciate it very much. Have a great week. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Alex Anzalone is my guest. Alex, it is good to have you back. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Jim. How are you? Good, good, dude. In fact, I was going to say it's been a minute. It's great to have you back on the show, but let me ask you this. I know you've got a lot of work to do still yet, but how great is it to be a Detroit Lion right about now? Man, it's great. I feel like, um, you know, it's been awesome, especially from where we've came from and what we've grown into as a team and an organization. So, uh, you know, winning these games, it's it's fun right now. Yeah, I'm curious, Alex. Like, what's it like on the inside? I say it like this because I've done this show a long, long time. I have talked about and interviewed Lions players for years through thick and thin, mostly thin. And while you did win eight of your last ten last season, man, I have never seen anything like this from this team. From the outside, it seems like you're building a bully, but a bully with skill. How would you describe what's taking place personally? Like, what's it feel like on the inside? Yeah, it, it, you know, I think we take the you know, the personality of, of Dan, really, um, you know, just how, how he talks to the media and how he, you know, portrays our team is really how we are. We'll, you know, we'll, we can run, you know, 40 times a game or we can throw it, have Jared throw it, 
you know, and have a finesse, finesse game, really. Um, you know, and then our defense is, is just playing solid ball right now. So, you know, it's just it's fun to be around. It's, um, you know, we can morph into what we need to be. Uh, depending on the game, and, you know, it's a good place to be. Alex Anzalone joining us. I think your defense is playing great, personally. You mentioned Jared Goff. Let me ask you about him. He doesn't say a lot publicly, but to bounce back the way he has after he was essentially just left for dead tells you how tough this cat is and how proud and how competitive he is. How much respect do you and your teammates have for the way he handled all that adversity and reemerged to become the player that he is right now? No doubt. I mean, I played him, you know, since 2017 and, um, you know, playing the Rams when he was there, it was always a tough game. Um, you know, and he got a lot of, he got a lot of slack suit in his tail end there just because, you know, they said that, you know, McVay was make calling the plays and, you know, in his earpiece, you know, up till 16 seconds on the play clock. So, you know, when he got here and, you know, they gave him the opportunity to take over and, uh, you know, he's making all the checks, making all the plays that, you know, they're putting together for him, but, you know, he's, he's taking it on him and we know um, how he goes, we go. So it's, it's fun to follow him as, as our leader and, um, you know, it's good to be on the same team as him. Alex Anzalone joining us once again. Alex, it's always going to be a business and you were a free agent in the off season. Of course, you had options. Did you owe it to yourself to consider all these options or did you know this is where you wanted to be? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, you know, you, you have to take care of your family at the end of the day, but, um, you know, being a lion and, you know, playing for Dan and uh, Coach AG is really what what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, it all worked out, you know, with the finances and also what I wanted to do. So, um, you know, they wanted me and I wanted to be here too. You know, Alex, speaking of family, I want to ask you about something that you shared publicly about your parents last weekend, if you don't mind. Your father, Sal, and your mother, Judy, were in Israel last week with a church tour group when the terrorist attacks occurred. Thankfully, they were able to get out of the country safely and return to the U.S. What did they tell you about the experience? You know, it's funny. It's From our perspective, you know, it's it seemed like there was just mayhem and, you know, attacks happening everywhere. Um, but, you know, I think they they sugared up the story a little bit for us to stay calm and for me and my siblings here in, in the States. But, um, you know, I, they did have to bunker down a few times with some rockets in the air. And, you know, it's funny, they have the Iron Dome there, but it's really really not the, you know, the rockets hitting the ground that's the problem. It's when they hit them in the air, you have to hunker down in, you know, safe place for the shrapnel falling from the air. So, you know, cars get ruined and everything like that. And, you know, it was just, it was just crazy, crazy time for them. I was going to say, as harrowing, as harrowing as it was for your folks, how nerve-wracking was it for you and the rest of your family as you awaited their return? Yeah, it was hard just because we had no control of the situation. And, um, you know, they tried to downplay it. And I, know, I knew they were downplaying as much as they could. Um, you know, and then they had to fly out of Tel Aviv. And that, that was really pretty, it was really nerve-wracking for all of us. We were all on online tracking the flight exactly what the elevation was as they were flying out of there and, and all that so yeah it was, it was hard just because you have no control of the situation and not really you know a part of the decision making going on so they get back safely and they're in the stadium to see you play against tampa bay uh, i gotta ask i mean like how much motivation and insp- inspiration and what was running through you prior to and during that game knowing your folks were there yeah it was it was uh definitely I wouldn't say emotional, but emotional in a way of, you know, just being appreciative, appreciative of, you know, them being there, um, you know, and I feel like a lot of times when family comes to games, you know, you complain like, oh, I got to get my, 
this many tickets and you know I'm gonna go out to dinner but you know this time was different for me it was it was great to see him and give him a hug after the game and take a picture with him you know just one of those memories that you'll will last a lifetime just because you know hopefully this never happens again but um yeah it just it's just really awesome to have that moment and you know, play in front of them and then give them a hug after the game. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. Alex Anzalone joining us. Alex, what about the city of Detroit? To me, this city has waited a long, long, long time for something like this. And, man, the vibe in the city, it's a football town. I always say this. It's a football town. They love that team. They love that team no matter how long they've been suffering. Do you have a sense of what it means to the community? And what's the connection like between that fan base and this team? Oh man, it means everything to them. You know, they they they, you know, spend their hard-earned money. You know, buying tickets for all these years and being all. The, I've heard so many stories of season ticket owners. You know, I've been a season ticket owner for 30 years, despite everything. And um, you know, we're just we're just happy to you know give them what they've been dying for for the past however long. And um, we just have to keep it rolling and you know win these games that matter most. And you know, I think we know. We know that more than anyone else in the league of you know how each how each, the importance of each of these games are. Oh, they'll love hearing that. They'll love hearing that because you get it. You understand that. You know what it means to them. All right. So before you go, in terms of, I mean, they're all important, but you got a really tough test heading to Baltimore this weekend. I mean, like when you get ready for the Ravens, you think Lamar Jackson. Is there any way to replicate, for instance, the speed of Lamar Jackson in practice? Like, how do you go about preparing for a quarterback that unique? No doubt, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, you could have whoever you want play quarterback but and you know the thing about Lamar is, is that he's not only quick and fast and you know can dead leg yeah he's big too he's that's a, what a lot of people don't understand he, he's 6'3ish and you know bigger bigger built and um you know it's hard to replicate and in practice we're not tackling the quarterback so um you know it's it's hard to replicate and then their scheme they do a really good job of making it hard for you know the D-line the linebackers to fit this run up and you know, when you have the quarterback element to it, it just adds an extra gap in the run game. But just you just have to be on your P's and Q's every time you play him, and, um, and you know it's, it's going to be tough. Always a challenge. The Lions are four and one. They've won four straight. They're first place in the division, and they've got big plans, but a lot of work ahead of them. Alex Anzalone, my guest. Alex, always good to have you on this show, no matter where you are. But especially now that you're in the D. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Good luck this weekend, and it's always good to get caught up, Alex. Thanks so much. No doubt. Thank you, Jim. Mark in Hollywood. What's up, brother? I'm giving it my all. I'm not the guy you're taking home. Ooh, I keep dancing on my own. Yeah, Jim, I am singing the Phillies victory song right now. And I know, after last, last night's loss, you'd think Philly fan would be as nervous and anxious as James Larden when he gets a lapper in his fat suit and his package gets lost in one of his belly rolls but jim philly fan has grown we've evolved to coin a phrase we've reinvented you saw how last year when alex Baum was caught saying he hated playing in philly or this year when trey turner was playing like ass you'd expect us to pull a mike schmidt on both of them right nope 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 we cheer them at their lowest and pick them up we're no longer throwing batteries and booing santa Santa is now throwing batteries and booing right alongside us. We're not slamming horse crap sandos, Jim. We're dining out on manure baguettes. We're no longer flipping the bird to opposing players and fans. We're flipping the double bird to opposing players and fans. So don't expect us to be crowning each other with 
bag of bottles. If anything, the D-bag should be scrambling to get Creed or Nickelback or Limp Biscuit on a jet because they're going to need all the help they can get today. Hey, why not bring Kurt Schilling back on a jet? And then, you know, maybe fly that jet into the side of Camelback Mountain. Fills in five. And, of course, the big matchup this weekend is with my Nittany Lions take on Ohio State and fake tough guy Ryan Day. Man, miss me with his act, Jim. Yo, my guy comes off the field after barely squeaking by Notre Dame and tries to puff his chest and give his best Dion impression, but ended up looking like a whiny, veiny, screaming, shaved testicle. Yo, this freak is so unhinged, he's one humping incident away with a Columbus 8 from being Pervin Liar. A Columbus 8 is an LA 1. And Jim, yes, I caught your James Franklin take earlier this week. And I may, I mean, say less, kid, you are absolutely right. Franklin knows his record against OSU. He knows he's underperformed. He knows this is a legacy game. And he knows that if we lose this game and still beat Michigan, and then Michigan beats OSU, and all three of us finish with one loss, the playoff committee is going to weigh Franklin's record against both, and we won't even sniff consideration. So, Jim, for us, there is no backup plan. There is no off-ramp on the highway. There's no escaping the island. We've burned the ships. We have to beat Ohio State. We must beat Ohio State, and we will beat Ohio State. Because why? Because for us at Penn State, we either win or we die. Ohio State, eh, they have some other options. Penn State 27, Ohio State 17. Ryan Day sucks. He looks like a pus-filled hemorrhoid. I keep talking smack all on my own. Rack me. Do what he said. That's my dude, Mark in Hollywood. That boy. We'll be right back. Always forward, never back. Always forward, never back. How we living, head? We're living good, Jim. Real good. Um, You're living and- well, head. You're living well. I'm, I'm living well. Dude, why can you not fix that? I don't know. It's the easiest know. thing in the world. Priorities. Not that important to me. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I was going to say, though. Wait, sound, sounding intelligence not important to you. Sounding no. literate is not important to you. No. Not sounding is. like a dope is not important to you. Money is. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, though, I can get Rogan Loman in one of those hay fields for you if you want to have that same experience you did. Hey, you know, that'd be great. I'll tell you why. Hey, mm-hmm. If, in fact, you do that, it would be the first time he actually ever did any work. He'll learn how to work. Oh, dude, he needs to learn how to work. <laughs> He's never actually had a job, this kid. Uh, He's been hiding behind that hole. Oh, yeah, I got baseball. Baseball is my job. Oh, really? We have several hey, you, what's your job now, dude? Boulder. What? Okay, so you've got so many different endeavors. What kind of a job could you give that kid? Well, that's my extended family. I'll say that in, in the Hayfields in Boulder. But I got, they got a bunch oh, of Oh, so you married money. No, no, I did not marry money. No, that's not true. Just one side of my family. They're a bunch of ranchers, man. They have cows. They have horses. They have hay. We grew up um, picking up alfalfa bales and, you know, chasing the truck like the Bartons did. Yeah, you're just like them, dude, except that five of them were Division One athletes and that two, part, three of yeah, them are professional athletes. Right? Yep. That's all right. I feel you. I see you working. All right. I, I, I may take you up on that. I don't know that that kid will show up for work. But or he bring him to the to. car wash. Bring him the car wash, dude. Car wash is good. Dog wash, car wash, cattle, whatever it is you people do is great. All right. Nothing easy. They don't just give the dough away. You have to earn it this That's weekend, it. especially. Let's do it, head. Let's go. Let's jump right in. Browns, 
Browns v. Colts. One thing that we do not know about the Browns, and one thing we do know about the Browns, we do not know if Deshaun Watson is going or not, or when he'll be available. Oh, and that he's a creep. We know that, too. (laughs) But... While we don't know his status, the one thing we do know is the status of the Browns' defense under Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Badass. That's mm-hmm. their status. Maybe the best defense in the NFL. Browns v. Colts. What's the number? How you playing it? Indy is getting three points at home. I'm laying the points and rolling with Cleveland. They are coming off their biggest regular season win since they returned in 99. Sure, it would be very Browns of them to polter themselves, but that D you mentioned is why I don't think they will here. It's not only the, thank you, Poulter. It's not only the Dude, best. it's just not funny anymore. Stop doing that. I could do that. It stopped being guy. funny like three years ago. Nah, Poulter's good, man. Yeah. Anyways, that defense yeah, is not only the best statistical defense in football. Their numbers are historic, Jim. They've allowed 1,002 yards through five games. That's the best through five games from a team in over 50 years. Also, PFF has Beowulf Minshew struggling with pressure more than anyone. When he's pressured, he hasn't made one single big-time throw and has the most turnover-worthy plays in football. That is not good when you're facing Miles Garrett and his guys on offense for the Browns. No word on Deshaun Cosby yet, but they are a running team with or without Deshaun Cosby? Is that what you just said? My bad. Watson. I was thinking Watson. My bad, Watson. you're, You're the epitome of a guy who's really not nearly as funny as he thinks he is. Or is grammatically sound or literate as he thinks he is. Deshaun Cosby, good one, Head. Watson? With Cosby or without Cosby, they're a running team, and the Colts won't have Grover Stewart because of a drug test. Same formula for the Browns. Cleveland, minus three. You know, I'm still not exactly sure how they did it, but the Browns did shock the Niners, and they did so without Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and with P.J. Walker under center, who threw for under 200 yards and had a couple of picks. Incredible. Actually, I do know how they did it. They did it with Jim Schwartz's badass defense. And if they can beat the Niners without Deshaun Watson, I'm guessing they can handle the Colts without him as well. If he does not go, I will lay the points too and be pretty comfortable doing it. Browns minus three at Indy. Detroit at Baltimore. Great matchup. We just had Alex Anzalone on. You know it's a big Lions house. You and I don't even try to hide that fact. Mm -mm. Throw in the karma angle because Alex was just on. I personally love that angle. Mm -hmm. If you're of the opinion and you think the Lions belong in the Super Bowl conversation and you can get them and points, this should be a no-brainer. How many points do you get with the Lions and what are you doing with this game? Three points, and I'm taking all three on the road here. The Ravens have the second-best defense yardage-wise in the NFL. All their defensive numbers look good, but I think they are misleading. They haven't faced one offense ranked in the top ten in DVOA or points per game. The quarterbacks they've played, C.J. Stroud in his debut, Joe Burrow when he was Joe Klingler, Tiny Hands, Beowulf Minshew, DTR, and Ryan Tannehill. speak English, dude? Sorry. The the Jim Rome glossary can't believe how out of hand you are. Dorian Thompson Robinson my bad yeah anyways they haven't the point is they haven't faced an offense like the Lions Again, here what is the point dude yeah the, the ball my the, bad I the Lions offense is top three in the NFL is mm-hmm. my point right there mm-hmm. also Baltimore's offense is inconsistent they've scored one touchdown in the last seven quarters and they still love to run the football and that Aiden Hutchinson led Lions defense is stopping it as good as anyone in football and Aiden clones who is now elite at his position 
Someone, he credits that for Jim, one guess. Ding, 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 ding. John Fox. John Fox, of course. John Fox. What did John Fox say? What did John Fox say? I don't know. That Aiden was elite at his position? Yes, he did. He's not wrong. He made him that way. He's helped him out a lot. Great hire by them. At the pack, too. Uh, L Jack is not good. ATS at home. He's 12 and 21 for his career. John Harbaugh is 60 and 65 as a home ATS guy. Maybe it's up Jim for a little advice on how to get some extra help this week because we're going with the Lions plus three. You know, I hate that David Montgomery is not right, but Detroit's got weapons now. They've mm-hmm. got weapons. Have I ever mentioned on this show how much I love Amon Ross St. Brown? Maybe once or twice. Because I do, man. I do. And my guy, anytime you want to come on, you're welcome. As for the Ravens, I'm still not sure what to make of their offense. Under Todd Monken, Monken, excuse me. See, bring me down to your level, No, I do. Except to say, I don't really care whose offense it is. We know what the Ravens are going to do. They're going to try to run the ball. What you might not know is the Lions have the league's top run defense. Hell yes. I love the Lions. If you can get the Lions in points, I am doing that all damn day. Lions plus three. Can't wait for that game. Love it. We're on the same page. All right, next up, a game involving a team that I can't fully trust going up against a team I can't watch at all. I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. The up-and-down Bills, who while they are banged up, I still don't know what we're going to get from them week to week, going up against the Patriots, who I know exactly what we're going to get from them week to week. Mm -hmm. Straight assery. Sorry, half fam. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious about the number, though, and how you're playing this one, Head. The number is Rick and Buffalo and Blind Terry's Bills are favored by eight and a half points here. I'm laying the points and riding with those dudes. The Pats have been outscored 93-20 to in their last three games. Potty Mouth Jones has been picked off five times and hasn't thrown a TD in those three games. He now draws a Bills defense that ranks third in scoring, but also a Bills defense that has struggled lately. Only the Commanders and they Ass are banged up, dude. Yeah, they are banged up. That's a worry come Super Bowl time. Big time for these guys. In that just, not, just not Sunday. <laughs> just not Sunday, yeah. They've given up more yards than uh, almost anybody but the Commanders and Broncos, but we're not worried about that Sunday um, because uh, Josh Allen will fix that offense that looked horrible against the Giants. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yes. Josh he hasn't Allen. beaten people with his legs this year, um, but the mumbler and the face-licking kid of his love the blitz, and Josh Allen has shredded the blitz this season. Josh he Allen. and uh, mean Stephon Diggs are heating up. I like the uh, Bills here. ATS, Potty Mouth Jones has failed to cover 11 straight games as Ouch. an underdog. Wow. Bills, minus 8.5. Bills, minus 8.5. You know, like I said, you never know what you're going to get from Buffalo these days. For example, I never expected them to struggle the way they did against the Giants and Gerard Taylor, but they did. But there's still plenty to like about the Bills and literally nothing to like about the Pats. They're garbage offensively. I mean, straight garbage offensively. They're not much better defensively either. They're 1-5 ATS this season. They're not playing for anything other than a high draft pick. And pretty hilarious to see the Pats playing out of string after only six games. Normally, a number ahead like 8.5 would concern me, but not if it involves the Patriots. 
Like, how surreal is it that I just said that? Also, too, Jim, they have the worst special teams rated by uh, pro football focus. That's incredible. So, so they're crappy <laughs> in all three phases. Wendy Williams, they're man. They're horrible. Everywhere. In all three phases. So I never thought that I would say this, but I am more than comfortable laying the points. Bills, minus eight and a half against the Pats. Beautiful. All right. It, at some point, you and I have to go against each other. Let's find mm-hmm. out. The next one's pretty interesting. Seattle, which I expected more than I'm getting from, versus Arizona, who I expected less from. I'll be straight, dude. Not hey, the sexiest Seattle. or most interesting matchup this no. week, but you know what is sexy and interesting? What's that? Cash. Ooh, yes. Cash. Getting mm-hmm. paid. What's the number here? How do you plan on getting us paid on this one, Head? Seattle is favored by seven and a half. I'll lay the points and go with the Hawks here. The one thing the Cards have been able to do is run the football. 5.3 yards per carry. It's the second best in football. But the Bubblegum Assassins defense has allowed an NFL least 3.2 yards per carry. And outside the NFL's worst red zone D, they are actually playing better on that side of the ball. They held uh, Cincinnati to 52 yards in the second half last week. And it had, um, had they not struggled in the red zone on offense, they would have won that football game. Now against this Cards defense, one that allows over 70% of their passes to be complete and struggles to rush the quarterback, I think accurate Geno gets the ball to Mudcalf and the fellas. And along with that Ooh. running game, they get violent with it. Just stop committing pe- penalties, please, fellas. ATS, after starting 3-0, and JT, the Robots Cards have lost three straight games now against the spread. Let's take uh, the Seattle Seahawks, minus 7.5. Big numbers again. Seattle so far is not who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And the cards kind of remind me of that long wait, wait for the horse racing analogy. Okay. The cards remind me of that long shot that's running up front, thanks Alvi, at 50 to 1 and you hit that long shot and you see the horse start well and you convince yourself, you know what? This horse is going to more than outrun its odds. What the hell is he doing 50 to 1? Like Only one to see that to horse fade. Year? get shuffled back, and run to his actual odds. That's the cards, right? Mm-hmm. You like that horse analogy? I like it, yeah. That's what's it. Oh, jeez. All right, so you know what, though? I'll tell you what, though. I, I don't like the hook. I don't like the hook this I week. Know. I don't think Arizona wins, but I don't think the Hawks cover. Ooh. I will go against you on this one, but only because I really don't like the game at all, and I really have nothing better to do. Better to do. So I'll go against you. Cards right. plus right. seven and a half. Buckle up. Let me save you clones the trouble, and I'll say it for them. You know what you are, Head? You're a chalky little bitch. Yes, I am. I say the best for last. Arguably mm-hmm. the game of the week, Miami and Philly. <laughs> Love it so much. Philly is on one right now. Philly, I mean the entire city, is on one right now. Eagles, however, not looking like that badass dominant crew that they were a year ago, Mm -hmm. regardless of record. They just don't. As for Miami, you know I love me some Mike McDaniel. And more than ever after the way he answered that question this week of whether or not Tua was just a system quarterback or not by saying, quote, who the F cares? Who the F cares? Great game. Tough call. What's the number? What are you doing here, head? Yeah, great game. Number is Philly minus two and a half. Two, uh, the top two offenses in football right now, probably. As you know, uh, I love me some Mike McD with you as well. But I have to be fair here. They have beaten up on some ass teams. The five teams they've beaten are a combined five and twenty-four this season. The one oh, good team they did dude. play. Yes, that's I gotta not be honest. Good. I knew I had questions about 
their schedule and who they'd beaten. I did not know the collective record was five and twenty-four. It's not good. And the one good team they played, the F cares? they got their ass kicked Hammered. in Buffalo. Not good, right? Also, my guy, another one, Vic Fangio's defense has not looked good, but I'm still rolling with them and taking the points. Uh, in a battle of who will allow their team to think less and have uh, their talent take over, I like Miami. Yes, the Eagles can get after the quarterback, over. but no one gets rid of the ball faster than Jiu-Jitsu grand champion Tua. I think we see that Dolphin speed go at that banged-up uh, Philly secondary. Also, Jalen Hurts' offensive line isn't healthy, and while he's on pace to go did, over Did Rich 5, Flores 000, write all your new taglines, your nicknames? Did you spend time with Rich this week? He's pretty funny, isn't he? We're going to flush it and move on. Go ahead. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu uh, grand champion? Yeah, Tua. That's why yeah, yeah, no, I understood it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just want to know where he got it from. His former teammate, that Jalen Hurts guy. Yeah, right. Gonna, um, you know, he's on pace for 5,000 combined yards this year, but he has more interceptions this season than he did all of last year. Wow. I'm going to go against him and his 10-4-1 ATS as a home favorite and go Miami plus 2.5. Interesting. Really interesting. All right, so what do I do here? The alleged system quarterback mm-hmm. is leading the Dolphins to nearly 500 yards and 37 points every single week. Granted, Incredible. we know who they're putting those points up against. Mm-hmm. But no wonder Mike McDee was so pissed. The Eagles, to me, are still off offensively. Can they win a shootout with the Dolphins? Doubt that. And honestly, you know what? I'm blinded. I am blinded by the Dolphins' team speed. I yes. cannot believe how fast that team is. I know it's not a track meet, but speed does kill, especially theirs. Now, the defense does make me a little nervous, but unlike you, I trust that your dude, Vic Fangio, will mm-hmm. dial just enough up. And while I'm always concerned about anybody venturing into the super hostile environment that is Philly, mm-hmm. and that's a compliment, Philly fan, the two-and-a-half are just too good for me to pass up. I want the value, yo. I want the points. I'm with you. Beautiful. Dolphins plus two and a half. Either you and I are going to have a good weekend or a bad weekend yep. because we're the same <laughs> on four of the five. What else do you have? Anything else you like? No, nope, just those five games for right now, but I'll run them back for everybody out Please there. Please do. Brown, Browns minus three at Colts. Lions plus three at Ravens. Bills minus eight and a half at Pats. Seattle minus seven and a half V cards. And Dolphins plus two and a half at Philly. We're hoping Philly fan. I haven't looked at the baseball schedule, but maybe they have a game to concentrate on and leave the uh, you know Dolphins alone here. Yeah, that probably won't happen. Hey, one quick thought: Are you still when you tweet or x out the picks? Are you doing so with the link? I don't want any of these half assers taking shortcuts if they're not going to listen to us and quote. Just give me the picks. We've been listing them. Uh, we've been listing listing them. What on listing them on Twitter? <clears throat> X messed that one up too. <clears throat> but, but I could give the podcast out there if you want me to. No, no. I just I, I want them to listen to the segment instead of going. Hey man, just give me the picks. Hey man, <laughs> just watch. give me the picks. <laughs> Lazy shortcut shortcut bleeps. I do like the comments because they're coming at me like no other. All right. Well, yeah. You know, you know what? Head, do what you want because okay. you do anyway. Do what you want. Sounds good. I like that. Play. Yeah, I know it sounds good. It probably sounds amazing. <laughs> you get to do whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want, because you're big head James Kelly. I All right, dude. Job. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Thank Bye. you. Good job. What's up, everybody? We are Creed. No! No! 
Don't you worry, I'm here. What's cracking? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. A tremendous Monday to you. What a weekend that was. Well, thanks to Brian Weber for what? sitting in on Friday. I had that long weekend. I was in Boulder, Colorado. I would say all about that, but let's get right at it. You could never ever tell by watching the Giants play that they are coached by the reigning coach of the year. Yeah! And that's a terrible, terrible clock management. So I'll also give to Rod Taylor this much. He wasn't any worse than Danny Turnovers. Now, he wasn't any better. That's awful. But he's also not the one on a $160 million contract. All right, well, you know. That act only works when you're ripping Lombardi's. You better have some real answers for your actual boss when your boss wants to know what you're doing to fix it. So I can see you guys. Charles Robinson. It's funny to wake up today and hear people saying, why isn't anybody talking about the Cleveland defense? Everyone's been talking about the Cleveland defense. People get so focused on Deshaun Watson, they're not seeing the great things that Cleveland's brought to the table. Email. I know exactly where you had that prime ribbon boulder. After all, it is the classiest place in that town, Arby's. You found the prestigious Pearl Street Applebee's. And I think they channel the big penis big energy. Penis energy. Penix. He's going to breathe. I think I'm right. I energy. can make my point without bringing up I'm any right. big penis. Be honest. After that grandma took a header, you were singing Time to Die in your head. I was not singing that in my head. Right on cue, Parsons. So despite all that talent and pedigree and that roster, they consistently find ways to lose games, not win them. The other call would have been you throw the ball in the end zone. Oh, and Cowboy fan, you may have hit the bye 4-2, and but in no way are you elite. I'm actually wishing for that fat muffin top clapper that we used to have Garrett instead of Big Husky over there. It's getting ridiculous. If there's a definition of pure ecstasy, that's I personally it. believe she was legit. And if she's not legit, she should have walked out of there with a little golden statue. In fact, they should have put a bronze statue of her in front of the stadium. Alan Shipnook. Phil was the ultimate double agent throughout this whole process. He is such a muckraker and such a rascal. Wherever there's money flying around, Phil's out there counting the hundos. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else. Dork. If you're gonna I would say somebody crazy. pull Trevor May off of John Fisher. Except I don't want anybody to do that because that was freaking incredible. Greedy f good to have you. Mike, what's up? Hey Tony. I have a different uh, thing about Hey Mark. Hey Tony. When we come back, hour two of the Tony Rome show. This is the Tony Rome show. Once I haven't obviously heard this place on the hey, field. Maybe you and I can come together on October 14, 2024. You know, have one of those combo B day parties. I'll invite the 1014 crew. Rit, Thomas Dolby, Usher, Jared Goff, Rick Carlisle. What's going on, Rick? How are you? I'm great, and it's great to be back in the jungle, Jim. I mean, every day is better than the last. It's like Greg Berhalter. Why won't he play G? Oh, that's that's how you sound. Why is it always Greg? Why can't we have another manager? Why why did they bring him back? We're talking to Troy Calhoun for another couple of moments. You work for Mike Shanahan. Gal Jim, I could go on and on. I know we don't have a whole lot of time here. I mean, he just he's a slam dunk Hall of Fame coach. We would never like him. Like my skin is curling. His skin is curling over a question that was actually very fair. You're speaking Japanese. Like Penn State has to beat Ohio State. Ohio State. State has to beat Michigan. Strong no. Twitter. Mark isn't just ugly. He's a double 
bagger. One bag over his face, and then one bag over his lady's face in case his falls off. Damn. Get a new face already. What is your beef? Why aren't they larger? My bank account. Number two, my dog. I don't understand why there is Braille at a drive through ATM. Who's using that? Who's letting them people drive? Are they not allowed to have a bank account because they can't see? Every time you put Ryan from Sacramento on, I get dumber. For the love of God. For the love of God. Duval! Pretty, not pretty. I'm not wearing a robe. In fact, that's a good idea, Pill. I might go Hugh Hefner with it. I want to see skin, Jim. Ryan Day sucks. He looks like a pus-filled hemorrhoid. I keep talking smack all on my own. As he thinks he scored the touchdown, and... Just don't expect me to jump in and pile on. Because I will never do that. Guy's a legend. Why don't we dig up Chick Hearn? Take a run at him, too. Tell Eric in Castle Rock that I can see his vagina from here. War Lady Clone. There's some things going on that aren't right. Guys, on offense for the Browns, no word on Deshaun Cosby yet. What? But they are a running team with or without Deshaun him. Cosby? Is that what you just Watson, said? my bad. Straight off the couch. Here for the ALCS championship. Who the F cares? Shout out to Cork in Boulder. Rack me. You're welcome. Rogue testicle. Oh, how do you feel about going three and out? I see my own nebulous, and I raise you innocuous. And that's point blank period. Period. I'm hoping we can cut this out. Good night, no!